Welcome to another edition of the Gold Knowles Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is May the 6th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, First and foremost, the coronavirus rant. Um, At last check, we're at almost 70,000 deaths. Um... Almost 1.2 million cases, or we're actually the actual numbers is basically 1.2 million and almost 73,000 cases. See, I'm not even the stats have changed since I last seen them earlier today. Um, They're saying that the coronavirus kills African-Americans more than any other group in the U.S. I find that kind of riveting. So I don't know. Was this thing engineered for black people? (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. Um, The crazy thing is, is that you've actually had more people recover from it then die you and most of your news outlets don't show the recovery you've had almost 165,000 people recover worldwide you've almost had 1.2 million recover so it's like I don't know I'm not an expert but it just you know they don't report the positive stuff um Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any new symptoms. They've got some more symptoms on here. Uh, symptoms may appear two to 14 days after exposure to the virus, cough, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, or at least two of the following fever, chills, repeated shaking with chills, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, new loss of taste or smell. This list is not all inclusive. Please contact your medical provider for any symptoms that are severe or concerning to you. Now, my job had diarrhea is one of the symptoms. But looking at this thing from. It doesn't say where it's from. It's just oh, this is the CDC. The CDC doesn't list. Um diarrhea is a symptom so um i don't know man fever tiredness dry cough so if you're tired you got coronavirus it doesn't make any sense self take a self-assessment Difficulty breathing, 
if this is an emergency, stopping down 911. So I'm taking a self assessment right now. Next. None of these. Oh, so vomit diarrhea is a um is a symptom or vomiting. Basically anything is a symptom at this point. Um so I'll continue that on my off time. But uh basically I hope every I hope this thing goes away. And now we got these killer hornets that are that came out of nowhere from Japan. So, I mean, is it a swarm that's coming for us? Like crazy, bro. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next segment, racism in sports. Now, I, I'm, I don't consider myself to be a racist person, but we you've, you've heard a lot about this Jordan documentary, docu-series, the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, listen, the, the, the dream team from 1992, in my opinion, this is in my opinion. Now, Larry Bird is the only dude, the only white dude that unquestionably, unquestionably belonged on that team. Okay. Chris Mullen, John Stockton, Christian Leitner did not belong on that team. Okay. Um, I was I was uh, saying Dominique Wilkins, but I didn't know Dominique Wilkins was born in France, so he couldn't be on the team. He's he's not from the United States. All right. So that leaves Shaq and Isaiah Thomas. Without a doubt, they should have been on the team. Over Christian Leitner and John Stockton, you could have left Chris Mullen on because he was a solid player. All right. Um, but, um, and it's not a race thing to me, but let's just call it what it was. You didn't want a team full of, uh, black dudes. <laughs> they didn't. And that's why they, you know, sprinkled, you know, a couple of white dudes on there. That's what it was. Cause Christian Leitner did not belong in that, on that team. John Stockton is not better than Isaiah Thomas. Okay, I'll give Chris Mullen a pass. He was a great scorer, great shooter. All right, and Larry Bird is, you know what I'm saying? He's the baddest. He's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Definitely the greatest white player. Um, And then, I mean, not just basketball. You You have the thing where black quarterbacks are stupid supposedly allegedly that's what people think um christian mccaffrey i've said this on this podcast many a time i was hating on him when he came out of college i thought he was a scat back i thought he was gonna be trash in the league because he was white i'll admit it and he made me eat dust crow he proved me wrong and i'll sit here and say it i'll admit it he's a phenomenal talent all right, and he just re-upped on his uh, deal. He he deserved every penny of it. Um, like, but when was the last time you seen like a white cornerback in the NFL? Jason Seahorn. So, white white football players get typecast into certain positions, and black people or black players, football players, get typecast into certain positions. It's just the way it is. 
I mean, I can basically. How many black quarterbacks have gone number one? Not a lot versus white quarterbacks. And I just wish we could just get to a place in this country where, you know, a player is a player. Doesn't matter what color he is. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, whatever. Um, I just hope one day we can get to that point. Um, but it just seems like the further we we take two steps forward and take ten backwards in this country. And uh, I just hope one day we can move beyond that, man. I really do. Um. <clears throat> so that's gonna do it for that segment. Moving on to the next segment, which is entitled "Peter Wark." What happened? Um, Peter Wark, you know, is probably my favorite player, one of my favorite players at Florida in the history of Florida State since I've been a fan. Um, for whatever reason, his game just didn't translate well to the NFL. Um, then he had the knee injury. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. I was kind of disappointed that, um, you know, his, his game didn't translate, uh, from college to the pros. I mean, it just, every step that you move up in football, the game gets a little harder from high school to college, from college to the pros. And, you know, some guys just can't cut it. And I'm not going to say that he can't cut it because he, he made some plays here and there at, at when he was with the Bengals. But ultimately, um, Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, because they were basically there at the same time, he was the uh, better receiver. And... Um, Not by a lot at the time, but his his route running was absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, he he got his he got his uh name and number retired. I just wish he would have been better in the pros. That's all I'm saying. All right, so let me know what you think about that segment on Peter Ward. Moving on to the next segment, which is entitled. Uh, Trey Thomas, uh, did he have a great NFL career? I'm going to say yes. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he played for the Eagles for 10 years, Jaguars for one year, and San Diego Chargers for one year. Uh, all pro three times, or I'm sorry, pro bowl three times, all pro one time in 2002. Uh, out of 174 games, he started 168. So that's, I mean, that's very dur durable for a offensive lineman. Um, and he's definitely one of the all-time greats. I mean, him and Walter Jones are my bookend tackles, and you know, my all-time Florida State team. And uh, he had a long NFL career, man. He played uh, what 13 years, looks like. Yeah, 13 years, that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, 12 years, that's nothing to sneeze at. And um, 
you know. I don't think he's going to get a look at the Hall of Fame, though. Um, That's just my opinion. He was eligible. His last season was 2010. So, you know, it's been 10 years. I don't think he's going to get in, bro. (laughs) So, let me know what you think about Trey Thomas. One of the all-time greats at Florida State. Uh. Last segment is entitled, Can Kalen LeBorn Be Better Than Cam Akers? I don't, you know what, when I was, uh, when both of these guys came to Florida State, I actually thought that Kalen LeBorn was more talented, and we only have seen that, you know, that spring game from a couple years ago, and that one play against Virginia Tech where he showed you that, hey, he can put his foot in the ground and just make a play. We, You know, we need that guy. I don't think necessarily being better than Cam Akers should be the goal. Um, obviously, the guy works out a lot because he's just, like, chiseled. So I don't think his work ethic in the weight room is in question. Just for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to stay healthy and, you know, he just can't he couldn't get on the field I don't know if it was because he was in uh well I know he was in Jimbo Fisher's doghouse I don't know about um Willie Taggart but um I'm predicting I'm predicting that he's gonna be the starter this season if there's a season and you know you just go out and try to uh play the best season that you can play um Obviously, Mike Norvell likes to use multiple running backs. And, you know, I don't know where Kalen LeBorn fits in all of that because it just seems like they have, like, a specialty, a back for every situation, like a scat back, a power back, you know, a screen guy, you know, run between the tackles guy. You know, that just seems like how they're running their operation, which I respect. You know, the more assets you can get on the field to confuse the defense, the better off you're going to be. So, but I do think that Kalen LeBorn is the most talented out of this running back group. So hopefully he'll be the starter and he can do big things and go pro and be a, a great player, man. That would be awesome to see. He's been through a lot since he's been at the program. And um, I just hope he can turn everything around man and just have a great pro career so that's going to do it for this episode i hope you enjoyed it it's available on youtube it's available on all podcast platforms uh be safe be kind be courteous do your research on flu and respiratory viruses and thank you for listening i appreciate your support and as always go nose